0: All right. Good evening, everyone. Hopefully everyone is having a blessed evening as we are, as we always like to say. Thank the Lord and praise God for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is February 22nd, 2024 in week 264. If you're new around here, welcome to Join the Midst of the Storm. This is a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio video, audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. And if you've been with us for a while, you definitely know the the drill. Thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out, trying to hear what thus says the Lord. I believe we have four early comments. Uh, David says, praise the Lord, everyone. Hope everyone is doing well and having a great day in the Lord. Kim says, praise the Lord to all. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good and his mercies endure forever. Uh, Casey says, praise the Lord, brothers and everyone. Hopefully everyone is having a blessed day in Christ. God, blessings to you all. Um, Ms. Vernelia Lowe says, praise the Lord, saints of God. So praise the Lord to all of you guys. Thank you so much for the early comments and for tuning in and listening to this message. So as you can see from the title, it's a question and it asks, will you make time? So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks so we can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. As always, we pray that you guys get something out of it.
1: Thank you very much, Melvin. Uh, Let us go into a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we come before your throne of grace, Lord, asking for your hand to be upon us, Lord. First and foremost, even before we ask you, for anything, Lord. We we want to come before you and say thank you, Lord. Thank you for the blessings, Lord. Thank you for all of the wonderful things, the good things that have happened to us, Lord, and even something that we might not pray often or ever lord but we thank you for even those things that have challenged us lord the things that have stressed us out lord the things that have caused us to weep caused us to lose sleep at times lord we thank you for all of the bad things that have taken place to us up until this point in our lives why Because we understand that all things work together for the good, Lord. So help us to remember that and give thanks even for the things that did not go as planned, Lord. Even for the things that did not go our way. You are still working something even better for us. So Lord, help us to say thank you. Help us to remain grateful. Help us to remain holy for the rest of our days, Lord. We're praying for the Bible study tonight that your word will go forth, that you alone would increase and that we would all decrease. Lord, we're praying that you would give us a mind of clarity, a mind that's able to focus on your word and accomplish what it is that you're asking for us to accomplish. Lord, we're praying that no matter what happens to us in this life, continually remind us that there is a reason to have joy in the midst of every storm, trial, and tribulation. So, Lord, we're praying all these blessings in your terrific name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. May God bless each of you. We thank God for you being here with us in yet again another Bible study. God has truly been fantastic. He has truly uh God, God has continued to do wonderful things for his people. And so uh, I always like to, I, I try to continue to thank God because I don't want to fall into the category that the nine lepers fell into. It's easy for me to complain. It's easy for me to be upset about circumstances, about anything that has happened in my uh, short but very long life. It's easy for me to complain about it and murmur and be upset and frustrated. However, I feel that God deserves more than that because he did not have to do the things that he did for me. Now, someone else may feel entitled um, and and. and the feeling that God owes them something, but I feel as if God owes me nothing. And so everything I get, I ought to thank him. Even when I don't, uh, sometimes we feel like we didn't receive enough. If you go through the drive through and they give you, (laughs) you order some fries, and you look down, and you say, man, they didn't give me any fries, and you feel like you were slighted. You feel like you paid so much money, but you received so little. The truth is, God has still given us so much more than what we deserve, even if you don't get all the fries that you were hoping for. It's happened to me, and I'm sure I've complained about it, but if I could just Uh, always be present in the moment. Uh, We did a Bible study. Lord, help me in the moment. If I could just remember in that moment, the next time they short me on my fries, if I could just remember, God has still been good. Um, Now, I'm not telling you I still don't want my fries, but the truth is God has still been good. And so even if I don't get, you know, what I was hoping for, even if the food is cold, you know, whatever the case may be, there are people who, don't have food. there are people who cannot even afford to go to the drive-through. Um, so we truly have so much. Um, it, it's a it's a matter of our perspective and how we look at things. And so every day I'm asking God to help my perspective, help me to see things clearly because so often we complain and we're we're so down and out about a lot of things when God has so much better in store for us. And so if we can just be reminded of that, I think we'll be okay. So may God bless you guys. May God continue to strengthen you on this journey. Um, We are going to come from the book of Revelation, chapter three and verse 20. Revelation three and verse 20. I, I have been tied up been so very busy, it seems like from the moment I woke up up until right before this Bible study, uh, usually my days are not quite like this, but uh, through it all, God always deals with my mind. Um, God always deals with my mind, and so regardless of what I have been tied up with, the thought still came to my mind, will you make time? I feel that at some point or another, we all suffer from being busy. We suffer from having so much to do, and it seems as if there's not enough time to do it. Uh, But the truth is, even though we might not have a lot of time, we still have time to do things God asked us to do. See, God asks us to do things, and we have to make a decision on if we want to do those things or not. It comes down to a decision. Everything that someone asks you to do, you choose whether you want to do it. And that's based on if you feel it's important enough. There's been so many times where I will speak to people about God. I'll speak to him about, speak to them about Bible studies, about attending church, about uh, doing something spiritual, something as it pertains to godliness. Even just having a godly conversation. If you try to talk to people about God. You'll find the conversation doesn't go very far. Many times, many times people will tell you, oh, you know what? I, I got to do something else. I appreciate your call, though. <laughs> They don't have time for the God conversation. But if you call someone with some mess, if you call someone with some juicy gossip about what so-and-so did, about who's dating who, about what happened in the Super Bowl, about what happened, uh, what's, what's going on over in New York. Did you see what, what they did to Trump? And if you talk to people about a lot of things like that, you'll find people are all ears. We can talk to you for the rest of the night. There's no problem whatsoever having a conversation and you don't have to worry about someone falling asleep on you because this conversation will be so good. You'll be wide awake. They might've been about to fall asleep, but somehow they have awoken from the dead. They're back to life. So it's different though when it comes to God, when it comes to God, we don't really have time for that type of conversation. When it comes to God, I've really got some things I need to get done and I'm under a huge time crunch when it comes to God. But you know what? One day we're all going to make time for him. We won't have a choice. Because God will sit us down. He's going to humble us. The Bible tells us every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. We're going to end up talking about this. People might not want to talk about it right now, but he declared every tongue is going to talk about this. Every tongue is going to confess this. We're going to have this conversation. And so we're better off talking about this now than having this conversation later. So the question to everyone under the sound of my voice, whether you're listening live, whether you listen to this um, via the recording, it can be 20 years from now. The question still remains the same. I think this is a valid question from now until the end of time. Will you make time for God? Will you make time? I'm not talking about someone else. We can think about so many other people and how so-and-so didn't do what they said they would do, and we'll, we'll think about all of that and make excuses for ourselves. The question is, will you make time, though? Sure, someone else might not, but what are you going to do is the question. What are you going to do? And so as life weighs you down, as you're working as you're somebody might not be working as you're even just watching TV whatever it is you're doing on a day in and day out basis will you make some time for God will you listen to a bible study will you will you witness to someone about the goodness of Jesus will you tell someone your testimony about the things that God has did for you will you make some time to pray what is it that you're going to do for the name of God. See, th- these things, the reason we're talking about this is because we need to make some time for him every day of our lives. You know, once a week, that's good. Going to church once a week, that that that's nice. But if all we hear of God If the only time we're hearing the word of God is one time a week, we will be spiritually malnourished. The word of God, we understand it is our spiritual food. So you know that you would not eat only one time a week. None of us, uh, (laughs) most of us have probably never ate only once a week. You can pick any time frame in our lives and I, I'd i be we'd be hard pressed to find any one of us who have only ate one time a week in their life. Any one of us. One time a week, no food. I mean, have partaking in a real fast, no food, no water. I'm not talking about, well, I've been having some juice. I've been drinking water and I've been eating crackers. No, I'm talking about not drinking a single thing, not eating a single thing for a whole week. And, and you said, you know what? One time. See, we're not doing that. The truth is we're not doing it because physically we wouldn't make it. And you know what? Spiritually, we won't make it either. We spiritually can't make it that way. So... The question is, will you make time for God? We're going to pick it up in Revelation chapter 3 and verse 20. I want to read that verse there, Mel. Behold,
0: I stand at the door and knock. Now, this is Jesus talking to the church. He says he's standing at the door and knocking. Uh huh. If any man hear my voice, And open the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. He's wondering if someone will make time for him.
1: You know, there's, I I seem to hear this scenario all the time where someone comes and knocks on a person's door, but the person inside, the parent or whoever's inside, they don't want to speak to. The person outside, they feel they have no time for them. They have no time, and so they tell, uh, they they tell whoever's in the house, don't go to the door, don't open it, don't respond, pretend like we're not even here, until the person outside says, "I know you guys are in there." <laughs> Until this person is pushy and they're not wanting to leave, they say, I see the car. I know somebody has to be inside. I'm seeing the light is on. Somebody's in there. The TV's making noise. I know somebody's inside. And that's when they send someone to the door and they say, tell them I'm not home. See, the person inside feels I don't have time for them right now. I don't want to be bothered. It's not that I don't like them at all. Maybe on a different day, maybe in a different mood, I might deal with them, but right now, I don't want to deal with them. I don't have time for this. I'm busy. I don't feel well. You know, we do this thing to God. He's knocking. Jesus said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice, and open the door. If somebody not only would hear me, but would make time for me, to let me in, you know, it, it, it's it's actually it's actually it requires a lot when somebody comes over to your house. So you've got to uh, make sure you're dressed. So you can't still be uh, laying around in your uh, uh, pajamas. So you've got to actually do some work, put some clothes on. You've got to get up, walk to the door, but before you do all of that, (laughs) you've got to make sure the place is presentable. See, all of those old dishes, dishes that had been washed, now you start hiding them because somebody's at the door now, and so you say, man, I don't want them to come in like this. So we start trying to tidy up, clean up before they come in. See, it takes work. It, there's work involved to let someone actually come in. There's work. Uh, I, I had. Uh, I won't put all of people's business out there, but I had a. a, a I had a visitor, uh, well, a few weeks back. <laughs> Some visitors a few weeks back, and you know when someone visits your home. You've got to prepare. You've got to make sure that everything is in order. See, it's work involved. It's work involved in this. And so Jesus now, he's saying, I'm standing at the door. I'm knocking, but somebody's looking at their situation and they're saying, I'm just not ready for you to come in yet. It's not that I don't even want you here, but I have not prepared things For you to come in yet. The house is a mess. There's no food. Everything is a mess. And I need to get it straightened out first. I don't want you to see the place like this. But the thing is, we're not willing to do what's necessary for the visitor to come in. The Bible tells us uh, uh, he that have friends must show himself friendly. See, it takes some work to show yourself friendly to someone. Because when people come in, people start asking for a lot. People start asking for more than what you can bargain for. We tell people, make yourself at home. We don't really mean that. We want them to make themselves at our home. That's what we we want them to do. So Jesus said he's standing at the door and he's knocking. But it's going to take us some work. It's going to take us to do some work for him to come in. So will you make time? I want to run over, Melvin, to the book of Luke chapter 14. Luke chapter 14 and verse 16. Are you willing to do what's necessary? Are you willing to make time for Christ in your life? You have a very busy schedule. And I've felt the same way. But you know what? No matter how busy I get, I always have to make time. We always have to make time for God in our lives. If you want things to continue to go in the right direction for you, you have to make time for him in your life. So I want to show you in Luke chapter 14 that there are people who have suffered from the same things we're suffering from a busy schedule, a hectic life, a life where people have things going on. But God was still inviting them. He was still inviting them to be in his presence. He's still trying to be in our presence. So let's pick it up, Melvin, at verse 16, Luke 14 and 16.
0: Then said he unto him, a certain man made a great supper, and bade many, and sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden, Come, for all things are now ready. Read
1: that one more time, Evan.
0: I lost you there. Uh verse sixteen too. Yeah. Yes. Let's start off. All on. right, then said he unto him, A certain man made a great supper, and bade many and sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden, Come, for all things are now ready. A certain man invited people to
1: a supper, to a gathering, to a dinner. He's inviting people now. Now, this is representing God inviting us. That's what this is. Uh, indicative of this is God inviting us to be in His presence, to enjoy the goodness of this world, to enjoy everything that God has to offer us. You know, God has some some incredible things to offer you. We haven't even tasted of half of the goodness of God. You know, we can look over our lives, and and I can guarantee you, I can assure you that every one of us, we can think of something good that God has given us. We can think of some times in our lives where we said, wow, I was so happy during those moments. But you know, none of it compares. Paul said the sufferings of this uh, uh, present time is not worthy to be compared. But you know what? To be honest with you, I truly believe that Even the best times of this life are not even worthy to be compared. To what God has in store for us, it's not even worthy, the good nor the bad. It's even worthy to be compared. I'm sure that God has so much better than anything we've experienced here. Anything we've experienced See, we have pain, we have uh, stress, we have anxiety, we have depression, we have so many bad things. We're hot, we're cold, we're tired, we're frustrated. But where God is planning to take us, we would never experience that again. We haven't experienced the half of what he has to offer. So just think about that the next time we turn down god's business that's what jesus told uh, when he was 12 years old in the temple he said i must he told his uh, parents that he said i must be about my father's business he was making time for god i don't know what they were making time for but he was making time for god it's worth it The time we invest, it's worth it. He told us in one place, your labor, it's not in vain. You're not investing your time for nothing. Sometimes when we work, when we work so many hours a week, and when you look at your check, when you look at the, the direct deposit, whatever it is that you get, you look back and you say, wow, I put in that much work and that's all I got to show for it. So we feel like, Man, a lot of that was in vain. That's how we feel. But when it comes to God, He said, Your labor's not in vain, even if you're not getting where you think you ought to be. You're not where you think you ought to be. It's still not in vain if you're willing to make time for Him. That's the question Will you make time for Him, though? Will you make time? Uh, Melvin, I, I don't I don't remember how many years. I think we've been doing this, what, about five years? Yep. Uh, doing these Bible studies. I don't even know. I can't see the screen. <laughs> I don't know how many episodes we have did now.
0: Well, week 264. Uh, we started February of 2019. So this month makes five years.
1: Now, I don't know if you're even able to see, and I'm sure all of it is not even counted, but... I'm interested to know just the amount of hours or even just the uh, days in hours that we have actually been in Bible studies that have been recorded. Now, this doesn't even count the studies that we have did um, outside of the recorded Bible studies.
0: But. Oh, oh you, I have it. Oh, um, man, this includes <laughs> the in-person live stream and Zoom just the recorded. Um is five hundred twenty-six hours.
1: Now, what would that be in days?
0: Uh, I don't know if you can do that in days. Let's see, uh, twenty-one days. Twenty-one full days. Almost twenty-two. 21.9. Almost
1: five hundred over five hundred hours. Twenty almost twenty-two full days of being in the presence of God through Bible studies. See, and no one has been paying us a dime to do this. We actually are charged to put these, uh, these streams out to you. We're streaming from what, about three, four different pages, three pages and streaming to YouTube uploading to just about every major podcast platform out there. See, we're doing this to make time for God. And I truly can see how God has rewarded us for this. See, everything's not about money. When you truly get to a place in God, when you truly uh, mature in Christ, when we, when we, grow in Him, He'll reveal to you that everything's not about money. You don't have to be paid for every single thing. See, God has ways of rewarding us outside of money. Look, we need money. We need money. That's the reason I go to my job, because I need some money. But there are things like this that I do without seeking monetary payment. Because I want to put my time in for God. This isn't the only way now. This isn't the only thing. Because God knows it's more than about being in a Bible study. It's about what do you do after you have heard the word. But you first have to hear it. And so Let's get back to where we were. There was a great supper made. And many people
0: were invited. Let's pick up verse 18. And they all with one consent began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground and I must needs go and see it. I pray thee have me excused.
1: When the Lord made it possible
0: that these people
1: were invited into his presence. Now, this is really representing God and us. That's all he's representing. Jesus is using this parable to teach and give an example to show this lesson. But this is about us and God, God inviting us to be with him. That's all it's about. And so in this story, in this parable, the first person, they said, Look, Jesus, look, Jesus tells us what it was from the beginning. Before we get too far, Jesus already lets you know what it is. He said, and they all, with one consent, began to make excuse. He said, it's nothing but an excuse. They can do it. They just aren't willing to make time. It's possible. See, this is what's happening today. We have the opportunity to seek God. We have the opportunity to get to a higher level in Christ. But the thing is, we're making excuses and not making the time to do it. We're making the time to make six figures, though. We're making the time to make it to every birthday party known to man. We're making time to make it to every fun event. That's going on. Yeah, I heard they're going to the bowling alley. We're making time for the bowling alley. We're making time for the zoo. We're making time for the festival, the carnival, the fair. We're making time for everything. So-and-so's about to have a baby. We're making time to make it to the baby. We're, even before the baby comes, we say, oh, they're going to do a gender reveal. We made time for the gender reveal. See, there's not anything that we're not making time for. But when it comes to the word of God, when it comes to being in the presence of God, we say, I just can't make it. I'm so busy. Let's see what the excuse was. See, this comes from Jesus now. Jesus is telling this story and he's telling you what the excuse is. So the truth is, I don't have to tell you it's an excuse. God is already pointing it out. It's an excuse. So the next time that you declare, I just don't have time, see, realize God is going to call it an excuse. If I go years without hearing the word of God, God already knows it's an excuse. Sure, something might come up where I couldn't make it to a Bible study here, a Bible study there, church service here, church service there. Sure, people get sick, things happen, of course. But through the course of my life, if I don't do these things, he's saying, brother, it's an excuse.
0: Let's see what Jesus said here, Mel. Let's start over in verse 18. And they all with one consent began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground and I must needs go and see it. I pray thee, have me excused. Now, Jesus
1: said they all made excuses, they just made different ones. (laughs) See, we've all got excuses, we're just having a different excuse than the next one. We all just have a different excuse. I can tell you there have been times in my life where it was time for church, but my excuse was it was raining outside. (laughs) we might as well be honest it's raining outside you know what I I guess I'll just go next time see how did the rain stop me then but when it was time for me to go to work where I'm going to receive some money the rain didn't stop me see oh well I didn't want to lose my job see I can lose my job if I don't go to work but see you can't tell me. See, this is how people talk, Melvin. They say, well, I can lose my job if I didn't go to work, but I'm not going to go to hell just because I missed church one time. (laughs) See, that's how we sum it up. You might be right. I'm not saying you will go to hell if you miss church one time, because if that's the case, we're all going to hell. But the truth is you can't be looking for these excuses to not Press through to not strive to make it each time. You can't be looking for these excuses. See, God notices this. Suppose God made an excuse the next time we wanted something. See, I I don't know about you, but there are things I need God to do for me in my life. There are things that I'm seeking God for. Things that only he can do. Every day I need God to wake me up. He's the only one. There's, There's so much more that we won't even get into. But suppose the next time I ask God for something, he gives me an excuse. He says, I would, but I'm so busy working with everybody else in the world. See, there's a lot of other prayers that are coming through right now. And I need to get to their prayers first. So I I would work with you, but I'm so busy <laughs> listening to all the other prayers that are coming through. I, I'm having a hard time focusing on what you're saying because there's so many other prayers. See, suppose, and he's not going to say that, but I'm just saying, suppose God were to make some type of excuse to you. How would we feel? So the first person, he said, look, I bought some land and I need to go and make sure my land is good. You know what? That land isn't going anywhere. <laughs> the land is not going to pick up, pick up everything and move to another country. The land's gonna be in the same place. You know, all of these things that we're we're spending time putting time into, they're still gonna be there. Just as sure as God says so, they're still gonna be there. But you know what? Our salvation. We only have a limited opportunity. It's only a limited time for us to get this thing right. It's once upon it. Uh, You you, you will die. You only have one opportunity. Once upon it, a man unto death. After, After we die, now it's into judgment. Will you make time for God. So, man said he had to go and check his ground out. Let's read, man. All
0: right. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I go to prove them. I pray thee have me excused. Man said, I got some new oxes.
1: I got some new cows, some new bulls. I, I've got some animals to work with now. Now, I can really get to work. I've been trying my best to get these new animals because I got some land. Uh, I've got some things I'm working on. I'm trying to build up my inventory. I'm trying to build up my resources. He said, I've got to go make sure they're ready to get the job done. I got to go make sure they actually can do what I need them to do. He said, have me excuse. I can't make it. You know, there's not gonna be any excuse, anything that we can declare before God. It's not gonna be good enough. Nothing is gonna be good enough. No purchase that we have made. No job that we have. No family outings. It's
0: not gonna be good enough for him. Read that next one, Melvin. And another said, I have married a wife, and therefore, I cannot come. Man, look.
1: He said, it's my honeymoon time. See, we, we, we're newly married. We haven't been married that long. I've got to spend time with my wife. Somebody's going to say, we just had a child. I've got to be there for the first birthday. We're having a family reunion. I have to be there. I haven't seen my people. Look, it's been years since we had a family reunion. We're having it in a new location. I can't miss that. See, it's always going to be something that we can come up with. So-and-so is graduating. I can't miss the graduation. They spent all of that time getting their master's degree. They grad, somebody graduated high school. I can't miss this. Look, Look, have me excused. See, we're making time for all of these things. And it's nothing wrong with these things. It's not a sin to marry a wife. It's not a sin to go to the graduation. But do we make any time for God is the question. Will you make time for him? Will you make time? You know, talking to people, We have a hard time spending one hour at church. One hour. I I even talked to someone that played, I think he played drums and guitar in church. And the man said, (laughs) after about 30 minutes, he said he needs a break. How do you need a break so soon? I can guarantee that he does something in his life for longer than 30 minutes, a lot of things. Anything that we enjoy, we can do it for hours. But when it comes to God, we give him a time limit. We say, God, is only one hour. We know people feel this way about being at church. We can't go to church without watching the clock the entire time. If the preacher said, look, let's, let's, get, let's get another verse. We said, man, I thought you said you were done.
0: <laughs> Tony, didn't somebody's, uh once say 15 minutes? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I can't remember. Probably so, though. I wouldn't be surprised because people come up with a lot of things. People say a lot of things. And we won't give God any time. We won't give him any time. But... Think about how much time we're asking God for. We're wanting to live for 20, 30, 40, 60. We're wanting to live for 100 years. But we can't give God even one good hour a week. We can't even give him one. I won't ask you to do that math, (laughs) man. But imagine what God thinks of us. You know what? Let's go. Let, let's finish this before I move to one place. But I really want you to imagine
0: what God thinks. We'll get that in just a second. Let's let's uh let's read verse twenty-one here. So that servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city. And bring in hither the poor and the maimed and the halt and the blind. The Lord is saying, go out and find someone who will
1: actually come in. You know, if you don't want to give God the time, the attention that he deserves, he will find someone else who is willing. He will replace us. He'll replace us. He told us, look, even the rocks, he'll get the rocks. If we don't want to live right, he'll raise up rocks to do right. See, God, he has all power. Look at how he created us. Look at how he created the animals. Look at how he created this entire world. He can raise up people who want to live for him. But you know what? He's giving you the chance because he loves you. He wants you to live for him. But will you make time? So he said, go out and get someone else. Read read verse
0: 24. For I say unto you that none of those men which were bidden shall taste of my supper.
1: He said, none of those people that I invited, because they made excuses, because they put other things first, He said, they won't taste of this. They won't experience this. They won't experience the goodness of God, the true goodness of God. See, I don't want to be in this category where God is upset with me and he no longer wants me around. This is a bad way to be. This is a bad way to be. I've seen people get fired from jobs, due to whatever situations that took place, I've seen people get fired. And you know what? Some of those people, they would try to come back and see if the employer would still allow them to keep their job. And you know what? The employer didn't want them anymore. They were rejected. You know... You don't want to be in a situation where God, he rejects you. It's worse than losing your job. See, when you lose your job, it's not a good thing, but you can go and find another job elsewhere. You can create your own job. There's so much opportunity, but when you get rejected from God's job, from God's business, there's no other business Jesus said, I must be about my father's business. If you get rejected from God's business, look, you can't go to another business. The only business left is Satan's. And he's not going to treat you right. So, Jesus said here, all of those people who were invited, they will not, they won't taste of this. And so I asked the question earlier, do we realize how God feels when we make these excuses? Do we realize what he thinks about us? We, we just seen it here. He said he's not even going to allow them to taste of his supper. We won't taste of heaven. But I want to run and get one other scripture, Melvin. One other chapter rather, Isaiah chapter one. And let's pick up verse two there. We'll read a couple verses out of this chapter Isaiah chapter one and verse two.
0: Hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth, for the Lord hath spoken. I have nourished and brought up children, and they have rebelled against me.
1: See. This is God
0: talking now.
1: He said, I have nourished and brought up children. Look at what all I've did for my people. That's what he's telling us. That's what we just read over there in the book of Luke. We're looking at God inviting his people that he raised. Look at what, look at all that God has did for us. I I, I say it so often because I'm truly thankful Look at how we're able to communicate with each other right now. I think we take it for granted because many of us that have grown up with cell phones, we've grown up in the computer age, we've grown up with uh, vehicles, cars, transportation, we've grown up with trains. Like, we've grown up with so much luxurious things. You have uh, uh, people now... We're able to use a remote to turn the lights on. We're able to, to clap our hands to turn the lights on. We're able to do so much with the technology that we have. We forget where we've come from. I said it on a Bible study in the past. I remember we were I was traveling with a, a person, a friend of mine, and we were going about 30 minutes. It was about 25, 30-minute drive. And the drive, I think it was seven or eight hours if we were to walk. That same drive. Look at the blessings that we have. Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever stopped to think just how blessed you were, even though we're not happy to have to travel 30 minutes away? We say, Oh Lord, it's 30 minutes. I've got to drive way over there. But have you ever stopped to think just how far that would have been? That's a day's journey if you had to walk it, if you had to take a horse or, or, uh, a camel or whatever they, they, dro- they took in the past. Look at how long that would take us. And we're able to do it in 30 minutes. And we've got the rest of the day. See, God has blessed us so much. He's nourished us. He has given better things to us. Much better things than what they had back then. As far as technology. We've got these cell phones. We can find out so much information. We know exactly what's going on in New York. We know all about the strike. We know what's going on in Ukraine. We know what's going on in Russia. We know what's going on. As soon as it happens, we're finding out. We're checking social media. We know exactly what's going on. Look at what God has provided for us. He said he nourished us and brought us up. But you know what? After all that, after all these blessings, he said they rebelled against me. They made excuses for everything I told them to do. They would not make time to acknowledge what I'm saying and to do it. Pick up that next verse for us, Melvin.
0: The ox knoweth his owner, and the ass his master's crib. But Israel doth not know My people doth not consider.
1: He said, my people won't even consider doing what I asked them. We won't even consider making time for God. We won't even consider. He talked about the cows and the donkey, but I'll talk about a dog because I think we we know more about dogs than cows or donkeys. Even dogs... They know their owner. They appreciate their owner. I, I, we talked about that some weeks back. We, we call dogs man's best friend because dogs truly love you. They can't stand for you to leave more than five seconds. If you walk out the door, uh, many people's dogs, they're standing there by the door the whole time, barking, crying, waiting for them, waiting for the owner to get home. These animals love us. He said, even the animals, they know their owner. They appreciate the person that's helping them. He said, my people won't even consider. My people won't even make time for me. My people, all they do is make excuses. So you know what? As a result, Jesus said they won't be He won't let us take part in his supper. So we found over in the book of Revelation, chapter three, verse 20, he said, I stand at the door and knock. If any man would open, he said, if we would just open to him, he'll come in, he'll sup with us. He will give us the desires of our heart. They have to line up with his though. So may God bless you guys. I pray that you would make some time for God, no matter how busy your days are, no matter how much you lose track of time and everything else, you know, we've got to be willing at some point of our lives, you've got to be willing to turn down the fair you got to be willing to turn down the graduation. You've got to be willing to turn down something that someone else might find important. Even you, even you yourself, you might say, man, I sure want to go. But you know what? It's better to save your soul than to save someone else's feelings. It's better to en- enjoy the presence of God than to enjoy things of this world. I'm not telling you those things are sins, but what I am telling you is, at some point, God has to mean more to you and some of those things you just might have to turn down. I'm not telling you I've never been to the fair, I have. I'm not telling you I have never been to the zoo, I have. But I'm telling you, sometimes you have to make a choice Because God's business requires you to do something else. Are you willing to do it? Will you make time for him? May God bless you. May God strengthen you. May God continue to keep you in his holy hands. At this time, I turn it back into the hands of Melvin. Thank
0: you. All right. Thank you, Minister Banks. Good message as always. We have just a few more comments. Jeremy says, yes, sir. Sister Rosie says, praise the Lord. Jocelyn says, talk about it. Um, David says, uh, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. He also says that the Lord Jesus isn't first in our lives. He won't be anything. And finally, he says, he said, you're either for, for me or against me, saved or lost. There is no middle ground. Lord, help us to be the people you called us to be. And I agree in another place in Revelation, he says that I, I prefer you to be hot or cold. You know, he, I believe he would respect you more if, if you just said, hey, I don't want anything to do with you. Rather just been straddling the fence, as we like to say. You know, we're either, like um, David said, we're either for him or against him. There is no in between. Um, thank you guys for the comments. Um, if you have any more uh, questions or comments, please feel free to leave them um, below. And um, Tony, you had mentioned earlier that we ask God for so much more time than we give him. And that's true. Even going back to how long we've been just doing these Bible stages that are recorded, 526 hours and do the math, that's 21 days. Um, That's three weeks over the course of five years. And I'm sort of a numbers guy. That's about 260 weeks. So we put in a lot of time. And that's only three weeks out of two hundred and sixty. So, even though we put in so much time, and that's a good thing, he's given he's given us that much more time. You know, the, he says um, he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So, if you do have such a busy schedule, it takes diligence to take the time to make the time. We've had a lot of different Bible studies about time, uh, redeeming the time, uh, and so many more that you can listen to and that I encourage you to listen to because who knows when that invitation is going to be revoked? Who knows when it's going to be the last call? You know, I've been guilty of it before. I remember being a kid trying to do anything I could to get out of church. My mom would say no, I would go to my dad. My dad would say no, I would go to my mom. And then I would go back to the other parent and say, hey, but but they said, yeah, I can stay at home. Or yeah, I can go to my grandma's house. And sometimes, you know, I would get away with it. But I'm so glad that they made me go, even when I didn't want to, because it gave me the discipline to try to make time now. And I could could do better. I believe we all could um, tend to do better. We all need to make um, God the most important thing in our lives because that's all that matters is pleasing and serving God. Um, So I see we don't have any more comments. So thank you to everyone that has comments. We have David. Kim, Casey, Sister Rosie, Jeremy Jocelyn and Sister uh, Vanilla. So um, thank you guys so much for the comments and the interaction and as my weekly reminder to you guys, we do have Zoom Bible studies every Monday evening at 7pm Central Standard Time. We would love to see you guys there and as I always like to say rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy, count it all joy and again count it all joy there's reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm. If the Lord blesses and says the same. We'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic coming straight from the word of God. Until then, you guys have a happy, safe, blessed weekend, and thank you once again for tuning in. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here along with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We have Zoom Bible studies every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Also, check out our website at jmsbible.com. There, you can listen to all of our in-person, Zoom, and live stream messages along with every scripture we've ever covered. Lastly, we have been getting a lot of questions about how people can donate. We have finally opened up a cash app if you find it in your heart to leave a donation because running these Bible studies takes money, which Tony and I have been paying since we first started. That name is dollar sign $JOYSTORM12. We appreciate each and every single donation, no matter how small. And remember to rejoice in the Lord always.